Today's scripture reading is from Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, and the compassionate in cheerfulness. Going to have to get more smiles than that in here. All right. Okay. Christmas in July, we've got several reasons, several motives. We want to show love, which we ought to want to show all through the year. We want to lift the spirits of some folks who are sad and not feeling up to speed. It's, we've been through a rough time. We want to remember Jesus. And we want to enjoy ourselves. How many of you, whether anyone ever spoke it or not, were led to believe there was something wrong with enjoying yourself in church? That used to be kind of the norm. In fact, institutions, including the church, but also if you've ever gone to the main hall at one of our universities or one of our old churches and see the wall of pictures of all the former presidents of the university, all the former deans, and it appears nobody smiled until the 1950s or 60s. All of these austere-looking academicians were on the wall. They thought something was undignified about smiling, about being happy. And so we need Christmas in December, and we need Christmas in July. We might figure out at some point in time we need Christmas in April and May and September and October. We might find we need Christmas every month of the year when we see how many grouchy people we come across and how grouchy we are when folks come across us. And so we've got Christmas in July, and the pastor's preaching from the book of Romans, quoting Paul who talks about one body and many members, members one of another with various gifts, uh, gifts of prophecy and ministry and teaching, exhortation, leadership, diligence, compassion, cheerfulness, all that kind of stuff describes the varied gifts that we bring. Why, if we've got all those gifts, aren't we victorious consistently? It sounds like we couldn't lose. These various gifts are not for the purpose of comparison. 
God gave different gifts for different purposes. Different people have different gifts, and each person has some of the same gifts in different quantity or proportion. Not for the sake of comparison, yet we do compare. We do look at Congress and say this one's more influential than the rest. We do look at the movies that come out of what we used to call Hollywood, and we say this is a bigger star than that star. We go to the ball game and we pay one player a mere $2 million a year while someone on the same bench on the same team who reports to work at the same time gets $20 million a year. So we do make a comparison of our gifts, don't we? It's what happened at a birthday party where a cute little girl invited a cute little boy to come to her birthday party, and he went and got a nice gift from, I don't know if you remember the five and 10 cent store. It was the forerunner of the dollar store, and you can't get anything at the dollar store for a dollar anymore. But he went and got a nice gift and wrapped it up had his mother wrap it up very nicely, and he went to the party, and as he walked to the party, he saw various folks being dropped off in fancy cars. And getting out of those fancy cars wearing fancy clothes, and even the wrapping paper on the gifts that they brought intimidated the little boy. So he slipped away and went back home. And on Monday, the girl came sadly and said, why didn't you come to my party? You were the only one that I invited myself, and I was counting on you being there. She didn't see a comparison of gifts, and if she did, she saw that no one else measured up to this special friend that she had asked to come and celebrate her birthday with her. It is the reverse of the drummer boy, the story that I suspect most of us believe that we have heard the drummer boy all of our lives, but only some of us were born after 1941 when the song was written. Some of you thought the drummer boy had always been there, but he just got here in 1941. It's a story of a boy who was, you could say, compelled or you could say allowed to come before baby Jesus in the nativity scene. Come, they told me, and I will not do the pa-rumpa-pum-pums this week. But the boy was invited to go and visit the newborn king of kings, and he heard the talk of finest gifts that everyone was bringing. He heard and perceived celebration when those wise men came with gold and frankincense and myrrh, 
but if you know your pastor, you know he's preached a sermon called Those Useless Wise Men who came to a newborn baby who did not even have lodging and food, and yet they brought him trinkets and perfume. He heard talk of these gifts and talk of these wise men and even celebration of their presence, and he initially was intimidated, but he taught us all a lesson when he conquered that sense of intimidation by speaking truth. Baby Yezu, I am a poor boy too. I've got no gift to give that's fit to give a king, but there's always a but. I brought my drum with me. Not much. It gets me by. It gets me through sometimes when there's nobody there but me and my drum. I've got my drum with me. It's all I've got to offer. So would you like for me to play my drum for you? There was a time when Stevie Wonder said, does anyone have a, are you in the mood to hear a harmonica played? Shall I play that which I am gifted with? I've got something. It's not much, but I've got something that I'm willing to share. I'm willing to share all I've got, and all I've got is my drum. Shall I play my drum for you? And because the song is about the drummer boy and about Jesus, most of us have not nodded that verse of receptivity. First, Mary nodded. She wasn't dozing off, wasn't going to sleep on the drummer boy. Mary nodded. It was an agreement. It was an acceptance. Mary nodded. I'm about tired of these wise men. Give me something more engaging. Go on and play your drum. I'm glad you offered it. But not only Mary, it says the ox and lamb kept time. Have you captured the room when the livestock join in? I played my drum for him, but that was not enough. I played my best for him. I think that's the most important line in the entire song. I played my best for him. The, the sermon is play your drum, but it is not an inv invitation for you just to beat on a drum. Play your best when you play your drum. Don't measure your gift, because you can't measure it. You don't know what good you do Ramon, when you get on your piano, you don't know what medicine you're heaping on some of the folks in the sanctuary. Uh, when you water the plants in the church house, you don't know that you're watering a congregation and spreading life around. When you prepare fellowship time, and fellowship time is coming soon, not as elaborately, but 
every cracker and every bit of cheese, every cup of punch or cup of coffee is feeding God's flock. Don't measure your gift because you can't possibly do so. And don't compare your gift to others because you don't know why the others are gifted as they are gifted, nor do you know why you have the gift that you've got. Often I hear two phrases, it takes all kinds, and the claim that every animal, everything living in God's creation serves a purpose in the balance of nature. And I trust that word, but I am short now of understanding the need for houseflies and mosquitoes. I've been told some things that mosquitoes help to keep the population of some carnivores down, but mosquitoes also impact some of us who are not carnivores. I think that God could do it better. I was not advised when creation happened, but, but I think there's a way of having a world without mosquitoes. But don't compare your gifts. Don't measure your gifts. Don't, this is the important piece, don't apologize for your gift. Can you understand what an insult it is to God who stays up nights dreaming up how to make you, figuring what gifts to give you and what to retain from you, and then to have you be apologetic about how God made you? Don't measure your gifts. Don't compare your gifts. Don't apologize your gifts. All that's left is play your drum. We know that by now we know we're talking figurative drums. Whatever your drum is, play your drum. Play your drum to the glory of God. Play your drum for the soothing of savage beasts. Play your drum in order to encourage some and calm others down. Play your drum. The Bible is full of drummers. The little boy who went, he noticed about 5,000 folks gathered to hear Jesus speak. And only the little boy brought lunch. Just a few fish and a few loaves of bread, but he played his drum and everybody ate. Uh, in the Bible, there's the widow who went to service only with two mites, which is not a lot of money, but she did not try to divide those mites. She didn't ask the usher, do you have change for a mite? She put all she had in the collection, and that's not hinting to any of you, you're a generous, and giving congregation, but play your drum. We've been studying Ruth for the last few Tuesdays. And when Ruth refused to let Naomi go alone back to her homeland, Ruth played her drum. Joseph 
accidentally played his drum. He was in prison and did not know that the person whose dream he interpreted was the king's cupbearer. So that when Pharaoh had a dream that he didn't understand, he asked around and was told about Joseph, who was then freed from prison and brought into the castle, into the kingdom of the Pharaoh, and interpreted Pharaoh's dreams and rose to high rank and power, not by ambition, but by playing his drum. Play your drum. No one else can play your drum. Utilize your gift. It is yours and yours alone. God gave nobody but you the gift set that is yours. So play your drum. Play your drum until everyone around you is able to observe Christmas in the middle of July. Because your drum is medicine for God's people. Your drum is encouragement for God's downtrodden. Your drum is food for God's hungry and drink for God's thirsty. Your drum is what God gave you to heal the world. Play your drum and have yourself a Merry Christmas.